Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa, Internet World, West Alabama. What's going on out there right here in downtown Northport? You're watching the Joe Gaither Show right here on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. I am, of course, Joe Gaither. You can follow me at Joe Gaither 6 on all the social media machines, Instagram, social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You can follow the show right there at Joe Gaither 6 or anywhere at BamaCentral.com. Of course, we are proud part of the BamaCentral.com broadcasting network with Blue Collar Unplugged. And it's time to get another week rolling. Blue Collar Unplugged just dropped and new episodes, so you make sure you guys go subscribe to what they've got going on uh, at Blue Collar Unplugged as they rolled out. I think it's episode number three for the basketball season with Blake Byler, Jacob Pickle, and Matthew Gibson. You can find them as well on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Amazon right there at BamaCentral.com, so right there where you can find us as well. Uh and, you know, welcome to another week. We're going to have a lot of fun. Hopefully it's going to be – hopefully you had a great weekend. There was a lot of good Alabama athletics to talk about. There's a lot of good things to uh, recap from the weekend. Alabama's 49-21 victory over the Kentucky Wildcats and Alabama basketball's 2-0 and start over the week. Obviously, we already talked about last Monday's victory over Moorhead State. But the Crimson Tide played on Friday against Indiana State, winning 102-80. to So they have taken a 2-0 start. Uh, so we are here to recap it all right here on the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. So what do you want to get started with? Let's start, of course, with football. You can leave a comment on the Facebook side of things as we are live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You are listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Amazon. If you're listening to us on Playback, send this to a friend, and we'll get the show rolling right here. Alabama's 49-21 to win over the Kentucky Wildcats, and it's all about Jalen Milrow. It's all about responding to the victory, beating LSU the week earlier. How does Alabama respond to the 11 a.m. kickoff against an inferior opponent that the Kentucky Wildcats are? And come on, let's all just be honest with ourselves. Kentucky is inferior uh, to to Alabama. And they what, came into the game as an 11-point underdog. So Alabama really needing to show that they were uh, that strong. Uh, but, you know, if you want to be a contender, go ahead and take them out, win on the, on the line. And that's exactly what Alabama did. What did they uh, do differently than what a couple of weeks earlier when they played uh, when they played Arkansas for homecoming? They got off to a big lead. They let Arkansas get back into it. They let Arkansas make it into a game again, and uh, obviously they won. They beat Arkansas in that game, but things got a little tighter than they needed to against the Arkansas Razorbacks on homecoming in a similar situation, 11 a.m. game against an inferior opponent. That, that time it was at home. Uh, this time on the road in Lexington, Alabama jumps out and scores on its first three uh, offensive drives and scores touchdowns on its first four of it, four, four of its first five offensive drives. So a pretty good little start for Alabama, getting off to a 21-0 start on then Kentucky digging in, getting the uh, getting back at 21-7, then Alabama kind of getting back up at 28-7, and from there the route was on, getting up to uh, 49, 40 to 49-21 uh, throughout the course of the game. Alabama defense coming away with stops, uh, with an interception, with a with a forced fumble. Terry and Arnold having a great game. Uh, Jalen Miller with six touchdowns, six total touchdowns. 
becoming, I think it was the first uh, first quarterback to go three rushing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns in a game in an Alabama uniform. So come on, Jalen Milrow and this team offensively really finding itself, I think, last week's game uh, against LSU, showing them how important it was to start off very quickly, and that's exactly what they did against inferior competition. Jalen Milrow finding the end zone uh, six different times with, what, six out of the first seven drives. He, t- he touched the football <clears throat> and then – uh, Jamarian Miller, excuse me, Jamarian Miller scoring as well to give Alabama its seventh touchdown of the day. And so, you know, Alabama, they can clinch the SEC West and in a chance to totally sleepwalk through the day. They did not. They slept, they, 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 they basically got up to Lexington and handled their business. The defense ended up with, uh, ended up holding them to what, uh, just a, Three of uh, yeah, three of eleven from from third down, and uh, ended up basically outplaying uh, Kentucky through the through the entire game, holding Kentucky to just ninety five yards rushing, and you know that's what they wanted to do with Ray Davis, uh, holding him to just eleven first downs. They ended up with what? Uh, they ended up in the in the red zone just uh, th- four times on the day, uh, getting those three touchdowns, but uh, getting two turnovers holding the turnover advantage over Kentucky and basically going up to Lexington and handling their business uh, and letting all the Alabama fans get off to their Saturday uh, basically to a nice, a nice day. So, Look, Alabama is in the SEC championship game. There's two more games left. Alabama's playing what? Uh, UTC this weekend. It's going to be an, uh, a cakewalk game for the Crimson Tide. You might see Ty Simpson uh, get, get a lot of action, which Ty Simpson got a little bit of action this past week uh, w- with a little bit of a Jalen Milrow injury. Uh, you might see Ty Simpson get a lot of action against UT Chattanooga. And then it's going to be over to Auburn to finish out the year. Really, the rest of the season is going to be on Alabama finishing out the season against inferior competition, and they took a really nice step in doing that, beating Kentucky this weekend 49-21, really holding Kentucky down throughout the early part of the game, limiting them to, what, one touchdown through, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, their first eight drives. And so getting up on them a pretty good margin. Uh, before they got to halftime and still keeping them down to hold, holding through just two touchdowns in in the second half. Uh, so, yeah, it was a good day for the Crimson Tide. They're on to UT Chattanooga, but really all eyes are going to be on the Iron Bowl and finishing out the SEC season undefeated because tomorrow night's playoff run, to, tomorrow night's playoff poll, it'll be the third playoff poll of uh of, of the 2023 season and what yeah alabama was still eighth in last week's playoff poll uh yeah right there uh, playoff poll but college football playoff rankings uh, i guess i did, we didn't have it printed right there uh but yeah alabama is still eighth in uh there we go college football playoff rankings that's what i wanted uh, they're still eighth. Uh, uh, Ohio State one, Georgia two, Michigan four, three, Florida four, Washington five, uh, Oregon six, Texas seven, Alabama eight, Ole Miss nine, uh, Penn State ten. So you didn't get any favors from Penn State this past weekend. They they lost to Michigan, and then Ole Miss lost a big game to Georgia as well. 
Texas almost got upset by TCU. Oregon uh, played kind of a close game with USC, but it ended up beating them. Utah played a close game with Washington. Washington won. Uh, Florida State won a, won a close rivalry game. Uh, and then Ohio State beat the brakes off of uh, Michigan State. So Alabama didn't get any help through the, uh, the from the other uh, other opponents from the top seven schools. So the Crimson Tide still has to continue to win. And I think, as I've said earlier on the program, that Alabama's biggest hope this season is for Georgia to keep winning, for Georgia to keep winning, and Alabama to get Georgia undefeated in the college football play, or excuse me, in the SEC championship game. And that way Alabama can sneak in on the last day of the season. All right, so uh, the uh, Alabama football team wasn't the only team that was in action. It wasn't the only uh, Alabama team that was in action over the weekend. Alabama, Alabama basketball uh, took place and had their second game this weekend on, on Friday, beating Indiana State 102-80. to And I had the pleasure to be there with Blake Byler and with Will Miller, and we got to be in the Coleman Coliseum watching uh, a new team kind of gel together as uh, Aaron Estrada and Grant Nelson had another set of good games again, this time along with Mark Sears once again, the three of them going for over 20 points. That's how you get, uh, you know, to, to, to a team total of 102. Estrada with what, 27, uh, Sears with 24, and Grant with 20 points. Uh, Grant Nelson with 20 points. The three of them together really forming a three headed monster. They got a little Ryle and Griffin worked in there. They got a, a little Grant, uh, Jaron Nelson, excuse me, Jaron Stevens and worked in there as well uh, as several players showing that they can uh, be dangerous. Uh, Latrell Wrightsell with eight points as, as well. Uh, Muhammad Wage with six points. So Alabama really showing that they can get things done, uh, shooting what, 70%, uh, excuse me, uh, 60, 60%, 56% from three-point line, from the three-point line, 13 of 23. So a really high percentage. And Coach Oates really talking about wanting to even shoot for more threes than the 23 they've gotten up. And so Alabama still getting going on the early part of the basketball season uh showing a little bit of uh no showing a lot of bit a lot of strength on the offensive end getting over 100 points through the through the season's first two games uh first time doing that since 1964 1965 uh really exciting to see the Alabama basketball team getting going early uh they're going to take on South Alabama uh next to on Tuesday night uh so we'll be there for bamacentral.com uh they're going to take on South Alabama team who last year I went down to uh watch them play South Alabama down in Mobile and uh that was a, a fun little evening a fun little trip for myself and a couple co-workers getting down there uh and Alabama won that game a close little game uh and so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what South does they're, they're going to be a competitive team uh probably the most competitive game that Alabama has played this season as far as talent wise goes uh Alabama you know was just better than Indiana State now Indiana State had several players that uh get shot uh pre pretty nicely uh it, it was we'll see uh Isaiah Swope ended up with 17 points he was four of six from the 
the three-point line. Ryan Conwell was four of eight from the three-point line. He had 16 points. And Jason Kent had 14 points. So they had a couple of different guys. Julian Larry had 15. They had a couple of different guys that got after it on the offensive end. I really felt like Alabama – uh, didn't really, didn't really, didn't really defend very well. And Coach Oates echoed that in his post-game comments, giving up 1.12 points per possession to the Sycamores, but just showing a really strong offensive effort. So this Alabama team should get, showing that they can get to 100 points in two consecutive nights. It'll be interesting to see if they continue to just show the ability to, hey, we're just, we, don't, we don't care about defense or we don't have to care as much, we should say, about defense because we're just going to outscore you. I mean, the, the, a couple nights in a row, uh, getting to uh, breaking the century mark, the three guys, I mean, Estrada has shown that he can score from any place on, on the court. He he had great three point shooting this past uh, this past game. What did he have? Uh, Estrada. He was uh, six of eight. Yeah, six of eight from the three point line on Friday night. Look, that guy can fill up the buckets. Uh, look, I I, I I think he's a really special player. Coach Oates said that uh, the rotation was slimmed down just a little bit on Friday night because of defending. It's saying that uh, Sam Walters and uh, Jaron Stevenson didn't play near as much because of defenders uh, defending. Excuse me, defending. Walters only played nine minutes, and Jaron Stevenson did get double-digit minutes. He played 18 minutes, but Coach uh, Oates saying this morning over at the Mount Moore Center that his uh, playing time was diminished because of uh, because of because of the uh, failure to defend against the Sycamores on Friday night. So it's going to be interesting to see what Alabama basketball does the uh, next couple of next couple of days, next couple of weeks. Alabama basketball taking on South Alabama, as we said on Tuesday at 7 p.m. over in Coleman Coliseum. We hope to see you guys there supporting the Crimson Tide live and in person. If you can't make it, you can follow along the live updates on BamaCentral.com. That's where I was on Friday night for Bama Central. We did live updates. We were in the press room, and we did a little courtside broadcast, a small little courtside broadcast, all of which you can find on BamaCentral.com with our friends Blake Byler and Will Miller from this past Friday night. Uh, on Tuesday, we'll, ha- we'll have Alabama against South Alabama, and then on Friday, on Friday, we Alabama will be playing again. They'll be playing um, against Mercer, excuse me, against Mercer uh, on Friday at 7 o'clock. So another kind of easier buy game against the Mercer Bears before they have a bit tougher competition the next Friday for Thanksgiving week. They're going to be taking on Ohio State, and then they'll either play Oregon or Santa Clara down in Destin, Florida at the uh, Emerald Coast Coast Classic. So uh, a little bit of an easy schedule, kind of a ramp up to play Oregon and uh, Ohio State, or play, excuse me, to play Ohio State and then Oregon and Santa Clara. But uh, they really, in December, early part of December, they ramp up to play Purdue, Creighton, and Arizona, uh, three top ten teams back to back to back. Uh, so that's going to be an all on the road or all at neutral <laughs> neutral site games uh so it, it'll be interesting to see we'll, we'll really get to know alabama basketball the uh, first week of december alabama basketball going to spend the rest of no- november kind of getting to know one another there's going to be a couple of challenges with ohio state with clemson in the mix 
Knights. Uh, then you will see if they'll either play Oregon or Santa Clara. Those will be good, good little challenges. But several uh, little bye games left to go. South Alabama, Mercer, Arkansas State all kind of worked out uh, some sort of home-and-home home deals or bye games. Uh, and you can see them again on Tuesday right there at 7 o'clock uh, in Coleman Coliseum. Look, and you should, you really need to see this team. Grant Nelson, they, they, they can score. Uh, now, I will say I'm with Coach Oates. The defending wasn't that great for me. Uh, the defending wasn't that great for me on Friday night. But then on offense as well, I kind of – and I asked Blake Bywood this. Was the offense that great? Is the offense that great because they scored over in triple digits? Or is it that good because the guys with the basketball in certain situations, Grant Nelson, Aaron Estrada, or Mark Sears, are just better than the guys that they played against and or made great one-on-one -on -one plays and one-on-one -on -one, uh, shots? Now, they made shots, like I said, with 56% uh, from behind the arc. Uh, Aaron Estrada was 6 of 8 from behind the arc. They, they, they made some plays. Uh, Grant Nelson was, what was his, he was, he was 7 of 10 overall in the game. No three-point shots, but 7 of 10. He was 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 8 rebounds as well. So he got after it uh, for his 20 points. Mark Sears, 3 of 4 from behind the line. So he made some shots as well. Uh, did the guys just make shots or uh, did, or what was a good overall offensive play? Uh, and Blake said, oh, it's good, good overall offensive play because they're making shots. And I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg, because uh, obviously they were making plays. They were making shots. But I don't know. I, I felt like the ball was getting just a hair stuck on – Okay, now it's Grant Nelson's turn to make a one-on-one -on -one play. Now it's an Aaron Estrada's turn to make a one-on-one -on -one play. Maybe it's a Mark Sears's turn to make a one-on-one -on -one play. And maybe that's exactly what Nate, Nate Oates' offenses was doing. I mean, they ended up getting uh, 32 layups in the game. There were 16 of 32 from, from from the cup, so right at 50%. You obviously want that to be a little bit better. Their points per possession were 1.445. You want that to be a little bit better, but they shot very, very well. They got into the paint. Their turnovers uh, were, were fairly low. They only they only turned, turned the basketball over, what, like 13 times? Yeah. Uh, they only turned the basketball over, yeah, 11 uh, 11 times in the games. So, you know, it worked out very well on offense. I just, it was hard to decide. I mean, 40 points in the paint, very, very, very good. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, obviously you're very happy with the offensive uh, output. The defense, a little bit suspect. Uh, I wonder how sustainable things are going to go. Uh, and we'll find out. We'll obviously find out. It's only two games. You're 2-0. You're going to celebrate that. You moved up from 24 to 22 in the polls. You go take care of – you go take care of South Alabama, and uh, then, then you, you get a little bit tougher competition as the season goes on. Uh, and, and you see what happens. You see what happens. You roll the dice. Uh, right now the guys look really, really good, but it's hard to tell exactly how qualified those wins are. You've moved up in Ken Palm. I think to uh, number eight to, overall in Kimpom. So doing pretty well in basketball. Good little, for, good little first week, and we'll see how it continues on Tuesday at seven p.m. Now the ladies, a little checkup on the ladies. Beat Morehead State on Sunday, so they are off to a three and O start as well. All right, so back to football real quick. We we, we talked football uh, to get the show started. We talked about Jalen Milrow, his six touchdowns. We talked about beating Kentucky. You know, it was kind of one of those games that it was like, meh, 
who I mean, obviously, I don't want to say who cares because who cares, but who cares because you expect to be Kentucky. You expect to be a team like Kentucky, exactly like Alabama did, and so it's tough to uh, really celebrate these games. I guess if you're Shane Beamer, uh, he would be celebrating these games no matter what, but it's tough to really celebrate a 49-21 win for me, considering I think that's exactly what you should expect to do against a team like Kentucky. Now, you win 49-21 over Kentucky, and you have a great offensive output by Jalen Milrow, six touchdowns for him. He's up to over 10 touchdowns in the last two games. He's been playing his butt off against uh, LSU and Kentucky, and likely he will be you know, have another chance to put up two big old games against uh, UT Chattanooga and Auburn before he's inevitably subbed off the field and you let Ty Simpson get some snaps against the uh, the mocks, the dangerous mocks, as Coach Saban will tell you today. They're second place in their league, man. Watch out. They're a dangerous team. Uh, and then obviously Auburn is Auburn. We'll talk about them as the next two weeks go on. But Jaywin Milrow, is he in Heisman contention? I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't give him my overall vote, but I think he's definitely in the conversation uh, for Heisman Trophy contender. Uh, I think you still got to give it to Jaden Daniels uh, for what they did, beating Florida, what, 52 to 35, putting up a big number against Florida, not, 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 not letting Alabama beat them twice. Congratulations to LSU. Now, Florida is pretty terrible. I've got them rated pretty low in my SEC power rankings that you can read right there at Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. We encourage you to do that uh, each and every Sunday morning. We put that out. Uh, I've got Florida rated, what, 10th in, in the SEC. Uh, and I've got LSU rated, what, third in the SEC? No, fourth, excuse me, fourth in the SEC, right behind Ole Miss, despite their law, lo- their loss to uh to yeah, their loss to Georgia, 10th for Florida, exactly, and second for for uh, for Alabama. Uh so yeah, uh congratulations for LSU. I'm still giving my Heisman vote if I have a Heisman vote to Jaden Daniels, but for Jalen Jalen Milrow, I think Jalen Milrow has uh asserted himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. Now, he's not the best quarterback in the SEC, but he just finds ways to get it done. I mean, 15 of 22, yeah, he had the interception, three touchdowns, three touchdowns to uh, different receivers. Uh, I think you got to give him great consideration for, you know, SEC Offensive Player of the Year. If Jaden Daniels didn't exist, then Jalen Milrow would be your SEC Offensive Player of the Year for his ability to run and pass. The thing is, Jaden Daniels is just doing it at a more crisp rate for LSU. Now, he doesn't have near the defense that Jaden Daniels has behind him. Uh, But Jalen Milrow, you got to admit, from where Alabama was the first week of the season to where they are now, week 11, you got to admit, the Alabama offense has grown night and day, has grown 10%, has grown 10% every week. I think that uh, Jalen Milrow, they said it on the broadcast, once they settled on Jalen Milrow being the quarterback for the Ole Miss game, they started to develop the offense further and more and more and more around him and his skill set. I think you're seeing that. Against Kentucky, he was very, very decisive uh, against the Wildcats throughout the entire game. Yes, I know he had the interception. I know he had, what, seven incompletions. He was, it was 15 of, of 22. But he had 234 passing yards. He averaged, uh, yeah, he, 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 his, he's averaging. Uh, right at yeah, uh, he he's averaging a, a pretty good ch- what seventeen yards per 
per reception, basically, uh, per, per pass. Uh, he hit Kobe Prentice for a touchdown, Amari Nyback for a touchdown, Roy Dell Williams for a touchdown. He's hit, throwing touch. Uh, he's throwing passes to all kinds of players. I think that his decisiveness has grown more and more as weeks have gone on and on. And you got to combine that with one, uh, the offensive line improving around Jalen Milrow. But two, you got to give Tommy Reese a lot of credit. I think a lot of people have been unfairly against Tommy Reese through the first couple of weeks of the season. You got to give Tommy Reese a lot of credit. 49 points is plenty of points. Now, you didn't get any points. Uh, well, really, you got to give seven points to the defense because of the uh, the strip from Terry and Arnold and Caleb Downs putting you down at the one-yard line. You got tush pushed in uh, from Jalen Milrow. Uh, I guess that counted as an offensive touchdown uh, that the defense really gifted you on a silver platter. Uh, so, but so, so I guess there's one touchdown that the defense really gifted you. But outside of that, you're, you straight up scored 42 points on your own. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think you will combine with the defense that you've got right now, there, there might not be any better uh, you know there might not be any better team in the country I know Michigan that didn't throw a single pass in the second half against Penn State to beat Penn State but I don't think there's any better team in the country right now offensively uh and then Alabama I know Georgia's playing at a very high level obviously they they put up uh, 50 something points against Ole Miss as well they're playing at a high level it's going to be great to see that matchup in a couple of weeks uh, but but I like Alabama's chances, but because of Jalen Milrow, his skill set, what he can do for you offensively, throwing the ball down the field, uh, extending the play with his legs, and when he does decide to take off and run, oh, watch out! It's five, seven, eight yards of play. Uh, he ended up with a four and a half yards of carry this past week. Uh, but you got to factor in a couple of sacks right there as well. So I think that uh, Jalen Milrow, he, he, as a defensive weapon, uh, now he they didn't get any sacks this week actually Kentucky's defense uh as a as a defensive weapon uh excuse me as an offensive weapon Jalen Milrow is something special to behold now very disappointing that you didn't get any help from any anybody else not Penn State and any alliance even with J- Jim Harbaugh suspended uh we haven't talked about that at all since in the last couple of weeks we didn't talk about that left at all last week Michigan sign stealing and their developments uh look what what happened last week is he said she said BS the Penn State coach Coaches tried to get Jim Harbaugh suspended, and that's exactly what they did. They got him suspended. They got him suspended for last week. We'll see if the suspension holds. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has some sort of an appeal out right there in the court system. We'll see how if that appeal gets answered, if he can come back and return. Uh, they get Ohio State in a couple of weeks. Michigan, without Jim Harbaugh, wins over, over Penn State 24-15. Uh, to 15. They get Maryland this week and then Ohio State next week to finish out the rest of the season. So we'll see uh, if his suspension will hold. Uh, Florida State also, you know, you couldn't count, you can't count on Mario Cristobal to do your dirty work, even though he used to work at Alabama. He lost his Miami Hurricanes, lost to Florida State 20 to uh, 20 to 27. Uh, Jordan Travis with a so-so game, 19 of 21 for 265 with a touchdown. Uh, and, and Florida State ended up winning there to stay undefeated. They're ten and zero. It's going to be interesting. They, they, they don't have that many more difficult games left on their season either. Florida State has North Alabama, uh, North Alabama, and then they're at Florida. 
uh, there at Florida for their final game of the season. And they are playing a to-be-determined, either going to be playing Louisville or North Carolina, maybe North Carolina State. It's going to be to-be-determined who they play in the ACC championship game. We'll see how they finish out the rest of the year. Washington uh, Washington had a chance to lose as well. They were uh, in a close game with Utah. Utah did, couldn't get it done for Alabama, losing 28-35. to 35. So Washington, their last couple of games – look like they're going to be manageable. They're playing Oregon State, who's right there at 8-2. and two. They're at Oregon State. Might be a tough game for them, uh, but they played in tough games in tough spots before, uh, and then they are at home against Washington State, who's 4-6. and six. So their last two games look pretty manageable, and then they'll play, probably have a rematch with Oregon the way the, uh, the, way the schedule's breaking for, uh, the way the schedule's breaking in the Pac-12 for the championship. And speaking of Oregon, they beat USC, so they are still nine and one. Uh, they are still nine and one. They're playing Arizona State and then Oregon State for their last two games. If they win those two games, they're going to be in a, a rematch with Washington for the uh, Pac-12 championship game. You couldn't get any help from TCU this week. They lost by three to Texas. Uh, so Texas is still one game ahead of Alabama as the uh, as the college football playoff comes out. Texas with what they've got at Iowa State and Texas Tech remaining, and they will likely play Oklahoma State, or if things break differently, maybe a rematch with Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. So that's really the kind of your look at the teams right in front of Alabama. Uh yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey CJ Watson, thanks for tuning in. Big wins by football and basketball. You're right this weekend. You're absolutely right. We're going to see uh how they how they can respond this coming up week against UTC uh and just how and, and they're really going to have to get healthy. We'll talk about the health uh, as the rest of the week goes on my man Wendell hair iron bowl shaping up to be a good one oh man iron bowl auburn getting another big win this weekend you know what how what what is a win over uh arkansas really worth i mean what's it what's three wins over what uh arkansas mississippi state and vanderbilt really worth and i guess they're going to get a fourth win in a row over new mexico state uh, I guess they're going to get, yeah, that fourth win over New Mexico State. So they'll be on a four-game winning streak when Alabama comes to town. I mean, it's not going to get them ranked, but they are, they're definitely are, they're already bowl eligible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you beat UMass, California, and Sanford. You've lost to any good team that you've played. Uh, Alabama, is, you know, if Alabama treats them like they treated Kentucky this weekend against, uh, you know, uh, and treat, takes them seriously, then I think that Alabama will c- c- come away with a big, uh, a big comfortable win against Auburn. The, you know, Auburn's offense—they've shown that they—they've they, shown that they're they're really one-dimensional. They've struggled passing the passing the football, so. Uh, I, I think that Alabama they can stick to uh, to keeping them struggling passing. Uh, yeah, Auburn Birmingham Bowl bound. You're exactly right. Uh, you're gonna get a five dollar ticket to the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, you can too. Uh, that that'll be a fun that'd be a fun game to watch. They'll play some team from the ACC. Uh, <laughs> they'll play what like Wake Forest or something like that. Uh, uh, well, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Alabama the new playoff poll rankings come out on Tuesday. Alabama basketball will be playing during that time so hopefully you'll have a lot of eyes on the uh, south alabama basketball basketball game as look i think alabama should be ahead of oregon 
Oregon doesn't have any, any, any as good of wins as Alabama does on its schedule. But obviously, I don't get a vote, and neither do you. Uh, you let us know what your playoff rankings would be. I think I think you got to have it right now with Georgia's win over Ole Miss. Georgia won, probably Ohio State two, uh, probably Ohio State two. I give it Florida State three, Washington four. Uh, Washington four, Michigan five, Texas six, Alabama seven uh, is probably what I'm going to go with. Alabama seven, uh, and then Oregon eight. After that, I think Oregon's very good, but their resume, uh, you know, their resume is not near as good as Alabama's is. Uh, and so I'm going to put them right behind Alabama. And Alabama's still going to need some help. Alabama's still going to need some help. I think Georgia has to continue to be at number one. Uh, and, and Georgia, they, they've got uh, what? They've got a joke of a, of a week this week, don't they? Uh, who does Georgia have? They're playing somebody bad, right? Uh, they're playing. Oh no, they're 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 playing the only good game of the of, of the week this week in the SEC. Excuse me, they're playing at Tennessee. Uh, so yeah, they are playing somebody bad, quote unquote. Uh, I didn't mean that as a joke, but now I do. I didn't realize that they're playing at Tennessee. They're playing the only real good game in the in the league this week at two thirty on CBS at uh, at Tennessee. Uh, so yeah, and then they're playing at Georgia Tech, uh, and then they're gonna have Alabama. So they don't get they don't they don't get they don't get a joke of a week uh, this week like Alabama does with UTC. They've already had uh, their their schedule was front loaded with a lot of jokes. They had uh, sorry UAB, but they had UAB, Ball State, and UT Martin at the beginning of the of their season. Uh, so th- they got that out of the way. They're in the middle of uh, I guess the toughest part of their their season. Uh, you gotta give them props for beating Missouri. Uh, Beating uh, Ole Miss 52-17, and I guess they're uh, – look, I, I think they'll probably beat the brakes off of Tennessee as well. Probably what, like 35-14, uh, 35-14, 38-14, somewhere in that range as well. Uh, so uh, Georgia – hopefully we'll uh look they got brock bowers back this past week he is a machine he's an animal uh we'll talk about alabama's matchup with georgia as uh the days co- as the days tick, tick tick by i think we're gonna have an interesting week I, I believe i've got a couple of guests lined up we will uh, have to uh, confirm with them as the uh rest of the weeks go go on uh and so yeah we uh we hope you've, you've had a lot of fun with us hanging out with us on a monday you can always watch us on youtube on facebook on twitter you can listen to us on spotify on apple Podcasts, or on amazon oh one thing we didn't talk about at all and we should talk about it we woke up on sunday we woke up on sunday to texas a&m firing firing jimbo fisher firing jimbo fisher and then we woke up on monday to Mississippi State firing Zach Arnett. And so two crazy moves happening in the SEC this week. Two crazy moves happening in the SEC with with Jimbo Fisher. Now, look, Jimbo, the only reason it's crazy is because his buyout was, what, $75, $77, $74 million, somewhere in that range. You're seeing uh, any any of those three numbers get thrown out there by different media syndicates. Uh, So let's just call it $77 million, their their buyout to Jimbo Fisher. Uh, Yeah, you can fire me and send me anywhere where you want to go in the world for $77 million. Uh, but no, all they're telling him to do is clear out his office in College Station. A pretty good little deal there. Uh, look, Jimbo never could get it done. He had the one year in 2020 where he finished, what, fifth in the country, sixth in the country, finished right there second in the SEC West, uh, third overall in the in the, in the entire uh, in the league that year. But you lost to Alabama by like 20, 28 points. I think it was 48 20, uh, 48 24 in, in, in that game. Look, AM, you never got over the hump. 
You spent a lot of money on NIL, uh, what, two years ago? You got, the, you got the number one overall class the first year the NIL came out, and it's okay. I don't, I don't even care. I have no begrudging that you did that, and that's how you got that class. No begrudging at all. Good for you. Go do it again. But you couldn't develop that class. A lot of that class did transfer out. I hated the comments uh, of people that day after, the, after that first signing class saying, oh, they're all going to transfer out. I was like, man, wait and see, wait and see. But no, a lot of them did. And some of them went right to LSU and went to other big SEC programs. Denver Harris comes to mind. Denver Harris already uh, on the ropes at LSU and kind of off that team as well. Look, so you, you paid big money for that, that big recruiting class, but you couldn't develop it. You couldn't hold it together. You couldn't build it for the future. Yeah, LSU, uh, A&M, you've had some bad luck with quarterback injuries in the past. Kyler Murray was a good little quarterback for you. Uh, no, not Kyler, uh, not Kellen Murray was the uh Kellen Mond, Kellen Mond, excuse me, Kellen Mond. He was a good little quarterback for you, but you know, he wasn't great. He couldn't get you over the hump. I think that uh I think that Jimbo Fisher, you totally underperformed at Texas AM. And the only thing that was crazy about you getting fired was the big buyout. Uh, it, it stinks. Does it stink that you got that you got fired in the middle of the year? Yeah, it does. You know, you don't want anybody fired in the middle of the season. And obviously, Coach Saban uh, said as much. I don't really ever pull for any any coach to lose his job uh, unless they really deserve it. I don't really think that Jimbo was in the yeah he really deserves it camp. But I I, I believe he was in the okay that's an understandable move camp. Uh, Texas A&M they're expecting high results. Uh, my biggest question was is Texas A&M and elite football job. I think that it is based off the money that they have to spend. Sure, the location's a little bit funky and now that they're not they're now they're not going to be the only team in Texas recruiting in the SEC and that's going to uh be a little chink in their armor. That was a little bit of a go, a gold star or a little flower in their cap, a feather in their cap, excuse me. Uh used for Texas A&M, but I think it is an elite job. They spend at an elite rate. Their facilities are top-notch uh and their their fans are, are are well represented. Their fans travel very well, and their fans are very passionate. So I do think it's an elite football job. Uh, and Jimbo Fisher getting fired uh, just goes to show how passionate they are about winning in the SEC uh, as well. So it's going to be interesting to see who they hire. For, for, for Mississippi State, firing Zach Arnett, you can see that coming a mile away. You fired Zach Arnett. You fired Zach Arnett, what, nine, ten games into his tenure, replacing replacing Mike Leach and rest in peace, Mike Leach. Uh, look, you replaced Mike Leach in this, in, in, in this, like, as soon as his funeral happened and he you got in charge, you fired half his coaching staff. You replaced his coaching staff. You replaced his philosophy on offense, uh, and you expected things to work, and they absolutely didn't. And you, you've proven. Look, every time I saw Zach Arnett, every time I saw Zach Arnett in the media or on the sidelines, he acted like uh, a little jerk, like an uncontrolled, petulant child, emotional little jerk. Uh, he acted like there was no way he had his, his team had a chance to beat Alabama at any point. We listened to any press conferences that week. Uh, I think that uh, Zach Arnett was in way over his head as an SEC head football coach, and maybe he was done a disservice by receiving that head football coaching job uh right after you know right right in that miss you know that being his very first head football coaching job but I think that Zach Arnett just proved that he wasn't ready to be a leader of a program and man and and, and really you know the wins and losses were just representative 
of the fact that his program was really not going anywhere under his leadership. I know that uh, I know that people can say, oh, it was only his first year. It was only his first year. But you could tell uh, that he had lost the locker room already in just his first year. So both coaches getting fired, uh, whispers about Sam Howell, uh, excuse me, not Sam Howell, whispers whisper about Sam Pittman being next uh, in the SEC. We'll see how it goes, obviously, as it is that point in the year as programs are making transitions. Uh, we will see how it happens throughout the rest of the SEC. Uh, but for now, so long Jimbo and so long Zach Arnett as both coaches getting dismissed from their respective programs. Uh, very interesting, both both coaches getting fired after playing one another this year. Obviously, you can see why the coach who lost, what, 51-14, to 14, wasn't that it, losing uh, losing this weekend? Uh, obviously, you can see why, yeah, 51-10, to 10, excuse me, Mississippi State losing. You can see why Zach Arnett lost his job. Uh, interesting to fire a guy after winning 51 to 10 uh but so uh, but people saying that uh texas a&m's sources or decisions to fire jimbo fisher were made on uh on on thursday it just goes to show how much respect winning uh, or beating Mississippi State is really given in this league. That's a win you're expected to get. That's a win you're expected to get each and every week if you're a top-tier program in the SEC. So uh, that's going to pretty much do it for our program today. Tomorrow, I think I'm going to have a guest. I don't want to say so so far so because I don't want to uh, spoil it in case we don't get that guest. But we had a lot of fun on the show today talking about Alabama's big win on the hard court. They're 2-0. They're going to be playing South Alabama on Tuesday at 7 p.m. You can uh, follow along with us at Joe Gaither 6 on all the social media devices right there uh, at Joe Gaither 6 or at Bama Central for our uh, coverage of Alabama basketball tomorrow at 7 p.m. Check out our coverage from Nick Saban's press conference today. Nick Saban and NATO, it's both talking to the media today. You can read about that at BamaCentral.com. You can always check out the show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, follow us and listen to us at Sp on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and on Amazon. Uh, we have programs each and every Monday through Friday. We try to put out programs and interview great guests, and we will try to continue to do that the rest of the week. Yes, Alabama's playing UTC, but we want to take uh, take it seriously. We want to start getting you ready for the Iron Bowl as well. Uh, Alabama basketball playing on Tuesday, playing South Alabama, uh, and, and then carrying on as the season starts to get serious the first week of December for Alabama basketball as well. It was a great Great week, uh, great weekend. Alabama football beating Kentucky, clinching the SEC West. Two more football games remaining. We'll cover it all right here on the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com.